is Arnold Jameson here, your host of CV19 News, bringing you truly independent, uncensored, and unfiltered news in a world where free speech is being threatened in the digital world with online censorship from the Silicon Valley Big Brother Guardians of Truth. My friends call me AJ, which means you can too. We are bringing you the latest information on the COVID-19 crisis with interesting facts from some amazing and often banned on social media interviewees who are providing us with some incredible details on COVID-19. Hi, this is AJ with CV19 News. I'm a medical researcher, investigative reporter, and the editor-in-chief of my own independent news channel, and I've spent over 4,000 hours researching the truth I have watched over 1,500 videos from experts in all disciplines, and I have read hundreds of articles and scientific research papers about COVID-19, the Great Reset, vaccines, biotechnology, genetics, virology, PCR testing, immunology, 5G, and even the law. For the last 16 months since March 2020, I have been piecing together the evidence that conclusively proves a global fraud of massive proportions that is quickly being exposed by researchers, inside whistleblowers, medical experts, and lawyers around the world. If you've been watching the news lately, even mainstream media is revealing Dr. Anthony Fauci's involvement in funding gain-of-function studies at the Biosafety Level 4 lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, where this whole debacle started. But with all that said, my topic for today is the law. For the benefit of law enforcement officials who may be listening now, and I hope they are, I want to read some excerpts from a document titled 10 Basic Human Rights Standards for Law Enforcement Officials, which was prepared by Amnesty International in association with police officials and experts from various countries around the world. These policing standards are based on the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, United Nations Law Enforcement, Criminal Justice, and Human Rights Standards globally. So here's the background. It is of great importance that police officers at all times fulfill the duty imposed on them by law by serving the community and protecting all persons against illegal acts consistent with the high degree of responsibility required by their profession. They must promote and protect human dignity and maintain and uphold the human rights of all persons. It goes on to say everyone shares responsibility to uphold the Universal Declaration of Human Rights in its entirety. Nevertheless, the Declaration contains a number of articles which are particularly relevant for law enforcement work. Article 3. Everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of person. So forced medical interventions such as masks, sanitizers, social distancing, and quarantines all violate Article 3. The next one that is relevant is Article 5. No one shall be subjected to torture or to cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. So likewise, all of those measures violate Article 5. Article 9. No one shall be subjected to arbitrary arrest and detention. Arresting someone, guys, for violating a health act for edicts against gathering, not wearing a mask, attending a church service, and not distancing are a gross violation of human rights. By the way, acts are not law, but rather they act with color of law only. Article 19. 
Everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This includes freedom of the press to report the news unhindered by police and bylaw personnel. We are all citizen reporters by the mere fact we have a recording device in our pockets, and we state that we are the independent media. Police interference with the media is a serious human rights violation. Article 20. Everyone has the right to freedom of peaceful assembly and association. Now guys, limitations on gatherings by some health act or public officials edict are again violations of international law and the Universal Declaration on Human Rights. It goes on to say the term law enforcement officials includes all officers of the law, whether appointed or elected, who exercise police powers, especially the powers of arrest and detention. This should be given the widest possible interpretation and includes military and other security personnel as well as immigration officials where they exercise such powers. No law enforcement official may inflict, instigate, or tolerate any act of torture or other cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment, nor may they invoke superior orders or exceptional circumstances such as a state of war or threat of war or political instability or other public emergency as a justification for such acts. All police officers and all other law enforcement personnel should be aware of their right and duty to disobey orders, the implementation of which might result in serious human rights violations. Since those violations are unlawful, police officers and others must not participate in them. The need to disobey an unlawful order should be seen as a duty taking precedence over the normal duty to obey orders. The duty to disobey an unlawful order entails the right to disobey it. The world learned from the mistakes of Nazi Germany, and these laws are in place to honor that commitment to not let history repeat itself. Let's talk about the Canada Act and the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Now, Section 52, subsection 1 states, The Constitution of Canada is the supreme law of Canada, and any law that is inconsistent with the provisions of the Constitution is, to the extent of the inconsistency, of no force or effect. Now guys, this means that any law that conflicts with the Canada Act dissolves upon challenge as if it never existed. Section 32, subsection 1 of the, of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms says, The Charter applies to A the Parliament and Government of Canada in respect of all matters within the authority of Parliament, including all matters relating to the Yukon Territory and Northwest Territories, and b. to the legislature and government of each province in respect of all matters within the authority of the legislature of each province. Now, acts, codes, statutes, and regulations don't apply to private entities. I'd like to refer you to the case law of Big M Drug Mart versus Regina, 1985, and Regina v. Dell in 2005. In the Big M case, it was determined by the Supreme Court of Canada that the Lord's Day Act, which had disallowed Sunday shopping, except for certain critical businesses like pharmacies selling medically essential items while preventing the sale of non-medicinal items on a Sunday, did not apply against a private entity by virtue of Section 52, Subsection 1, and 32, Subsection 1 of the Canada Act and the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. In the Dell case in Part 6, the ruling stated the following. Section 32 of the Charter limits its application to Parliament, legislatures, and provincial and federal governments. When the Charter was first introduced, there was some debate about its application. 
Since that time, the law has been settled that, as a general rule, the Charter only applies to government actions, not to interactions between private citizens or institution. So, what are those freedoms? Well, the Guarantee of Rights and Freedoms, uh, Part 1, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms guarantees the rights and freedoms set out in it subject only to such reasonable limits prescribed by law as can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. So in other words, they must be able to be reasonably applied for a set period of time, not forever, and they must be able to be demonstrated in a court of law that they were justified in violating our freedoms. Otherwise, all of these measures are unconstitutional. Fundamental freedoms. Everyone has the following fundamental freedoms. Freedom of conscience and religion. You have the freedom, guys, not to wear a mask, social distance, isolate, or take a vaccine. B. Freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression, including freedom of the press and other media of communication, for example, social media posts, websites, rally speeches, mail drops, signs, handouts, etc. C. Freedom of peaceful assembly, attending rallies, protests, gatherings, worship services, etc. There is no such thing as an illegal gathering. Okay, and part D is freedom of association. Let's talk about search or seizure. Uh, number eight, everyone has the right to be secure against unreasonable search or seizure. You do not need to provide identification while walking on the street, attending a gathering, or anywhere else unless being accused of a criminal code offense, in which case your name and address is all that is required if placed under arrest. Regarding detention or imprisonment, everyone has the right not to be arbitrarily detained or imprisoned. You cannot legally be arrested for walking on the street at night, attending a public gathering or church service or protest, shopping in a public store without a mask, or for anything else, unless being accused of a criminal code offense, in which case you must be immediately informed of the reason for your detention or arrest and the exact charge being applied. So these COVID violation tickets fundamentally violate all of these clauses and are therefore unconstitutional and of no force or effect. And this is why all these charges are being, that are being contested are being withdrawn in court once they get there. When they try to offer you a ticket, understand that it is actually a deceptive, hidden offer to contract. If you don't wish to contract and be bound by their terms, politely refuse their offer to contract, don't provide your information, don't touch or take the ticket, and don't sign anything ever. The trick is to get you into contract and bind you to their contract. An agency can commit fraud, deceit, coercion, willful intent to injure another, malicious acts, RICO activity, and conspiracy by what is called an unconscionable contract. In the case of Franklin Fire Insurance Company versus Knoll, the decision said, one which no sensible man, not under delusion or duress or in distress, would make, and such as no honest and fair man would accept. In Alexander v. Bosworth, 1915, it said, A party cannot be bound by contract that he has not made or authorized. Thus, a health order by Dina Hinshaw or a violation ticket of any kind, unless there is an offer and acceptance in contract law, is of no force or effect if it is unconstitutional. Know your rights, exercise them, and defend them, or you will lose the rights your ancestors fought and died for in two world wars. 
Now, as for all you law enforcement officials out there, you must honor your oath of office and you are bound by law to refuse to enforce unjust, unconstitutional, and unlawful laws from your superiors. The Nuremberg Code of 1947 was written after World War II to ensure that such state tyranny and the excuse, I was just following orders, can never be allowed to happen again. This entire COVID-19 fraud is designed to intimidate all of you law enforcement officials into violating the law against we, the people. In the end, you will be held to account at Nuremberg 2.0 for violations you commit now and quite possibly crimes against humanity. Right now, Dr. Reiner Fumick, one of the top corporate crime lawyers in the world, who is famous for taking down Deutsche Bank and Volkswagen in the last 10 years, has formed a team of over 1,000 lawyers, 10,000 plus medical professionals, and hundreds of expert witnesses who have already been deposed over the last year and are now preparing massive lawsuits around the world that will be filed in the next two to three weeks. They are going after thousands of actors, including Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates, the Davos Group, the NIH, the CDC, the WHO, the world's top political leaders, health officials, ministers, and even local police and bylaw officials for perpetrating these coercive crimes against humanity. In Nuremberg, it was revealed that doctors who conducted medical experimentation on prisoners were especially culpable, and the excuse, I was just following orders, got them jailed, and some were even executed for their crimes. I remind you that we all need to live in this world when this COVID hoax is over with, and you law enforcers may not like what you leave behind for your children if you don't just say no, defy your unlawful orders, and join us as well. So, take off your face diapers and remember, once you lose the respect and support of the people, you will never get it back. Thanks for listening, and to learn more about these issues, be sure to visit www.cv19news.ca. Thank you for your attention.